What's up, Freddy? What's up, Shady? Ladies and gentlemen, creative people. Here we are again. Once again to our podcast. Today, not only one, but two guests. Oh, I'm excited. But I want to talk to them for a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. We're all very busy. They are especially very busy. I'm very happy to introduce you our friends, Burkert and Monica. German architects here in Shenzhen since a while, working for one of the most prolific foreign companies here in Shenzhen, GMP Architecten. I will let you guys, of course, introduce yourself, but first of all, welcome to the shows, Burkert and Monica. Let's cheers to this gin tonic, gently sponsored by the Gold Cage, our friend <laughs> Shenzhen, that you cheers. will meet later. Finally, we are very welcome, we are very happy to welcome you to our podcast studio and we are really happy to be here <laughs> it's our second time we have a chance to talk a little bit longer or into more yeah. about the, some yeah. topics yeah. And, and also you had the chance yeah. to come to Nanto because we were discussing it was been already like two three years ago two you came years, for yeah. the Biennale right the last yeah. last Biennale yeah, yeah the one before <laughs> our yeah <laughs> no, I'm really surprised really uh, impressed let's say this way how it changed and how quickly and Uh, we just had a, a little look from the balcony here, the atmosphere, this nightlife, this vibe. It's really right. one of the, I think, really nice spots here in Shenzhen. Because it's interesting, they, they, they put it in a way that is like not purely commercial driven, yeah, yeah, right. but somehow they try to integrate the pre-existence of the people and the architecture and uh, the results so far, it looks... Yeah. Interesting. places you don't have so many in, in Shenzhen. No, I cannot think Not of any. So yeah, it's like a, like a OCT loft, yeah, OCT loft but, but like much more, more like small and right? compact, yeah. you know. And also the old buildings, the really old buildings here give them a special touch. Right. You know, and <coughs> and also if I recall it correctly, uh, during the Berlin Arts, they did build some pavilions or did some yeah. art space. Which is also we don't find in in, in Chui Wei or in other mm -hmm. villages, so it makes it I think really a special place. And if I see the the, the tourist uh, English word for flanieren. Yeah, yeah, flaneur. Yeah, yeah. What is that? That's a German word? No, fl fl flaneur is French. Uh, flanieren, uh, yeah. I guess it's German. <laughs> But it's basically <laughs> the the person that walk around without expectation with the mm. wheel of stumbling upon things. Right. So it's like uh, you just walk around and enjoy life. And, and enjoy yeah. life, yeah, enjoy yeah. life. I have a walk, look right and left, and maybe you go eat something or you walk. An unexpected a, walk. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, what is interesting from that perspective is that if you see from the development, sometimes they left the blank spot, the gap mm -hmm. to create that public space it might not might not generate a revenue or you know like rent out but yeah. it gives the quality to the environment right that yeah, yeah, sure. like it's when you said <clears throat> man okay they made it nice it's very working okay but it's like very packed there's not a even little square space of breath you know of, to of, breathe of, you know yeah. of a buffer zone or or anything yeah in here is quite different so and i think what also like makes this particular area of nanto special is like the, 
you know, Shenzhen is such like a new city. Mm. And this is one of the only like few handful of places that have some historical, you know, context. Resistance. Yeah. yeah. Really you know? historical ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, re like yeah. really historical ones, you know. Yeah, and also the special identity. You know, everybody says uh, Chinese culture is something like 5,000 years old or 4,000 or whatever. <clears throat> and then you fa can't find anything in Shenzhen. <laughs> right. <or> really hard. <laughs> If you go to Beijing, it's a different story. Or yeah, Shanghai. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. But, but Shenzhen is just so brand new and reinviting itself permanently. Yeah, it's, uh, we are living in Chuiwei, Hangwan village. It's just yeah. getting big demolished. And you see, looking out of the, uh, during a shower, taking a shower, looking out of the window, and you see this little, this village houses, no? Yeah, crazy. And then what they're building? Yeah, of course. There will be a podium, commercial areas, and some. Yeah. Nothing yeah. special. Yet another mall or yeah. commercial center. That's right. It's and uh, then they're getting old in 20 years and demolish again. 10 years. <laughs> or in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, also the funny thing here is that, I mean, of course, because you arrive either from the south gate or the east gate, you, are, you tend to walk in the two main axes, right? But mm. as long as you take uh, one of the little <laughs> alleys in a step second, you are in how it was before. It's <laughs> like... Different uh, world. <laughs> totally. And that's the coolest part, that mm -hmm. it's still there, you know? You, they didn't take it away. You have the new part, and let's say the main axis and the facades and stuff is very nice and polished, new design and thing, but you can still find that old, rough uh, <laughs> urban village that's uh, right. lifestyle. Yeah, that's we were just talking earlier, like... The food that you can get on the main street that might charge like 100 RMB a dish, you literally go on the other side of the building, <laughs> and it's like what there is the grandma, yeah, grandma's cooking with a pan in the street of the price, you know. <laughs> But, But that's uh, yeah, that's I, I I actually started noticing recently a little bit of this kind of change in a much slower way in the Suway area where also Mambo is you remember we went to that speakeasy mm -hmm. kind right, of restaurant in the, alley, yeah. in the alleys and this thing is is happening slowly and the interesting thing is this is happening from the chinese owner side it is not like um someone's trying to make an influence or make a yeah or, or like the foreigner that has the idea because we can conceive that thing as something like the speakeasy cool okay i take a rotten place in a forgotten mm. space and i make it nice and things but it's happening from from the locals yeah and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's yes, very cool no, not, a, not a big plan not a concept like this other area where you have this uh, what is it called one three nine eight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. this and this was <laughs> yeah one three, to be six, also in, in <laughs> chinese style and then they changed to venice style or something like yeah. that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the front facade <laughs> 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 but it's uh, it's full every night It's really a lot of people, and but there are also some flaneurs. But mm -hmm. this is something actually more like a food court. Yeah. yeah. And some living houses. Some bars, tenant, yeah, tenant some bars. But uh, the whole area, what you also can see what is missing, or because of the border is closed. Uh, right, there's Normally less... Normally you have uh, a lot of Hong Kongese people uh, come over, and you have a lot of Hong Kongese restaurants, a lot of 
places are already closed yeah. because the, the transfer interaction is missing. So it's also changing a little bit and the atmosphere is changing. And yeah. But I think that the, that the challenge at the end, I mean, if you think, like we were saying before, Shenzhen doesn't have a big uh, pre-existence except for these urban villages mm. that we as architects we're all architects we know this has been a big topic in the past five six seven eight ten years whatever here in Shenzhen but at the end of the days uh, either you take them down or you find a way to try to regenerate them mm -hmm. to keep that pattern and to preserve the pre-existence maybe the locals actually are willing they are hoping that it's taken down so they get a big millionaire yeah, house, R&B millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, if all of those are uh, gone, then really there is nothing of the pre-existence. Yeah. I, I can read in that pattern of the urban village that I can... You know, the first time I came to China in Shenzhen, even though I've been in somewhere in China before Shenzhen, I never seen this kind of repetitive um, development structure of the urban village. And mm. sometimes in my mind, I say, "Oh, I've been here because it looks like I was <laughs> on the opposite <laughs> side of Shenzhen. It just it looked the same, same <laughs> tiles, same same things, two patterns that are crossing each other in in different ways to create this broken axis in the middle. Ninety percent of the cases." Right. Yeah. Uh, man, the, 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 even though Shenzhen is a very new city of like 40 years now, but that's now uh, is the pre-existence and finding a way to deal with it. I think nobody still have, have found the right solution. We have we are seeing the let's say the this new situation in Nantou now. Mm. We were talking about Suiwei, another opposite extreme. Boom, commercial diffused hotel. Uh, all city loft, of course, is more industrial. It doesn't have that that that, that kind mm. of thing. The atmosphere different, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think Nato is a, is a good example of what you can do. And um, last last year we had this, this uh, exhibition in uh, Shanghai area um, about the future of the city. Right. And there was really there was some nice. Uh, uh, areas of the exhibition from Foster, of course, and uh, Oma and SOM, which are really, uh, and even Foster is doing already on the moon. And things, of course, yeah, yes. Really nice concepts. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, jealous. So anyway, <clears throat> but the, then we talked about the Shanghai area, and uh, this, is a, uh, this is a pilot project for what is the future of the city and what can you do with the old areas and how to integrate and what is the was the need of the city. And then you see the first thing, it's about what is, we have a lack of schools, we have a lack of hospitals, we have a lack of com uh, culture buildings, it's so and so. There was this, this year, last year was a lot of competitions for culture buildings, I think. Yeah. Um, something like eight or something like that. I remember that every time I was reading this competition, they were mentioning the 10 top cultural buildings. But then I think, it was more than 10, but they were still mentioning it's part of the 10 yeah, top yeah, cultural. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> was part of it. And it was like, okay, because we, 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 we have all been involved in some of them. And it was like, is it still 10? <laughs> I mean, yes. All right, okay. Yeah. And now, now uh, uh, schools, are competition for schools are running. Yeah. Like hell. Uh, also hospitals, I think. So yeah. 
So they're really trying to uh, fit the lack of the things which are missing. But yeah, yeah. That on the other side, if you see uh, Shanghai area, this all um, luxury apartments and this offices. Okay, but who? N nobody can really buy these apartments or afford these apartments. The guys working in Starbucks can't. Exactly. Uh, and this, I think, is uh, something which should be further discussed or developed that the city should be a, or the future sh city should have the topic like equality, yeah. or liberty, something like, like make it more. And diversity. So yeah, diversity, but yeah. also so everybody has, has a possibility to, I want to live in Fujian, I can afford an apartment and I work in Fujian and not only I got to travel living, an hour and, and a half from Long yeah, Dong in order to... Yes, you know? yes, and yes, not yes, living yes. in a second shitty alley or something. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, um, the apartment that I live in, in, in Long Gong, is worth a million US dollars if I wanted to buy it. For a million Did US... Did you bought it? No. <laughs> Yeah. For a million U.S. dollars, what I could buy in California, <laughs> yes, yeah. I could live in like Beverly Hills, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's crazy, yes. You know, it's it's for a little four-bedroom fucking box in the sky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's crazy. Unbelievable. Like. But, you know, I wonder what will happen at a certain point. Because, you know, Shenzhen is a city that had a very fast development in history, but we have to put the parallel also of the culture of the people and of course people that make money they want to have let's say the new area expensive areas and you know that buying a house in Shenzhen even though it's it doesn't make sense from an investment point of view you know that whatever you're buying already after one year will be valuable more valuable right hmm. but as it happened always in any city in Europe especially from London to Berlin to the smallest city in Italy is that at a certain point the degraded areas of the city that were abandoned considered the pure one they become the cool spot yeah, that sure, starts yeah. to take right. over where That's you start right. having the lofts and the, like the new the kind of uh, hipster new rich they're not gonna want to be in the in the high-rise thing they want to take over that old thing because right. they can instead of taking the, the flat downtown there, they can take a whole three, four stories building, renovate it, and yeah. it's going to be very cool in that <laughs> area that nobody would have bet on. Yeah. Will I that mean, happen? You know, like the, I was watching uh, exactly what you're talking about. I was watching the, a video on YouTube. It was like, um, there was this guy who was like, I think it was like Cleveland or something. And there was like a part of the town that was kind of, you know, n nobody wanted to live there anymore. But there was this like abandoned like uh, firehouse where it used to be like the fire department. Okay. He bought it. He called it Firehouse Pizza. It became like the <laughs> fucking you know, <laughs> came like the hottest sp space in the neighborhood, you know. And then him and a bunch of other developers, not I don't want to say developers, but like entrepreneurs, like started buying these kind of old buildings in this little neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And then it became like it made it happen. And like, then and then it became like a hip like a hip cool place to live you know you, ha you had like these old yeah. buildings that were yeah. run down that were abandoned for years and now all of a sudden it's like oh fuck i like this yeah. neighborhood you know yeah i think it's 
But you can see it in, in, in a lot of places all over Europe, for example, also you have this, this old, in, in, inside the city, this old industrial areas, which are from, from the 1900s or so, really the, where you can uh, have this uh, elevator for goods or cargo elevators where you could put uh, horses in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, horses? Yeah, 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 really. <laughs> and we, our, our first office in, uh, from GMP in, in Berlin was in some of this, in this old factory. Really nice and really in the middle of Berlin and a super cool place, all the restaurants around and... And people are also living in this kind of apartments, like uh, fitted out like apartments. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel something like 600 square meter, great one space, room one room <laughs> apartment. Right? Yeah, mm. really wow. But uh, here in Shenzhen, I think uh, like OCT Love, we have these old industrial buildings. I think they make a really good job, mm. and it's, it's I really like to go there. Nice bars, and uh, I think here in Nantau, it's. Excellent, really. And if they like, like there are more villages which have this also this uh, old style buildings, this really old old one. And if they accept not to make millions of millions of millions, which which with turn, turning down everything, and just keep it as a, a nice spot, don't have to be the right. whole village, but at least a, a quarter or part of it would be perfect. Yeah, this is like yeah, yeah. Freddie uh, and uh, Shady t tell already that you need some creativity to to renovate the, the buildings Absolutely. in a different way Absolutely. and then you, you are the hot, sp hot spot for to, to bring people more to the anchor, the first yeah, anchor, yeah. But also because, I'm, I mean, l let's ask this question ourselves. Let's say that money would not be an issue. Let's only look at the fun. We, as architects, would we have more fun in designing our 200 square meter apartment in a glass box on the 50 square, uh, on the 50th floor? Or taking one of these old four stories building and make it for our own? Of course, it's much more yeah, fun. Yeah, much more Right? No, so, the, the creative community and creative people that, of course, usually tend to have not the same buying power of the startupper that is doing robotics will much have much more fun and be much more satisfying having a old building that you can renovate and do your own thing mm. in a situation like this where you see the people and stuff rather than being there up in the sky where you don't even know your neighbor because the lift is yeah. separated I have some friends very wealthy and stuff that when you, you know you need the code to get into their apartment and sometimes I'm, I'm in the lift with someone else and you go the neighbor goes out from the opposite side of the lift and you go out of that side like it's really like total detachment so, society detachment yes, it's yeah. like okay yeah. unbelievable I'm where where I live I, I used to live in Sweetway many years then my landlord needed to sell the apartment and I'm still living around there but and everybody knows me the other day it, it, it was crazy i ordered delivered food in my office i always had my offices in the basoichi area the free yeah, trade zone right. and as you know back in the days even the taxis could not get in then the taxis couldn't get in there was no metro and uh, there were a lot of um, 
moto taxi drivers, mm -hmm. like hundreds of them, they little by little <laughs> disappeared, you know. Now all these taxi yeah, drivers, right. all these moto taxi drivers are working somewhere else or they're delivering food. Man, two days ago that I was in the office, I ordered some food from a new thing that I never ordered before. Like a new app or a new shop? Or? It was a new shop. Okay. Like we were trying some, I don't know if it was burger or some Japanese, okay. whatever, from uh, like Shisha. So like nearby, but an area where I never order anything. Mm -hmm. And this guy comes and he says, hello, hello, speaks English. And I, I don't see who it is. He's a moto taxi driver. And I recognize him. He recognizes me no. from at least five years ago <laughs> that he was driving me. And crazy. it was crazy, you know, this kind of thing. I was yeah. like, man, okay, look, do it nice. <laughs> and you know, funny thing, back in the days when the taxis could not enter the free trade zone and someone needed to come to my office, foreigner and stuff, or people from Hong Kong, I said, don't worry, you tell the taxi to drop you here, show them my photo to any motor taxi driver, any. <laughs> they would take them to my office. <laughs> I, I swear, literally. I mean, okay. below... Below my I mean, house, special uh, appearance. <laughs> I mean, after five years, after five years that I live there, I'm the only one with a mustache. Then every day I take a motor taxi. I took them all. I mean, I test them all. They, of course, <laughs> take them to my office. <laughs> this, awesome. I mean, is the, also the funny part of living in a, in a in a city where you can get lost in translation very easily. Because even though I'm embarrassed to say, but after ten years here, my Chinese is right but like a survivor mode a survival <laughs> mode so i cannot get deep uh, yeah, connected yeah. with everyone but but it's uh, what what makes life comfortable when are you feeling um let's say warm uh, yeah something like you go downstairs there's a guy at at the entrance door says good morning you go to the kiosk you buy your cigarettes and your vodka yeah, and you, you don't even have to say which cigarettes you and they, they know, know right? they, yes. they know it <laughs> they love they know no, that, that's yeah, super this, cool man. this is when you feel really, really comfortable in your environment yeah. you go to, to Mambo or, or to Bracharia or whatever or Keck Room or this little tiger lady now yeah <laughs> <laughs> correctly but it's, it's really everybody knows you you know it's just like and then you go to the bar and all the people sitting there know you you know it's it's, it's it feels like home some, yeah, yeah, somehow definitely. If you go to the office everybody knows you it's also all good right. <laughs> I hope they no but at least they, yeah I think that in those situations you get the, this sense of scale that is much more easy to have in even in a big city back in Europe because the largest city back in Europe is maybe one tenth of Shenzhen. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the sense of scale is definitely lost. I guess that even you know Berlin or Milan, if you live in that area, you don't know only the people around your street. Somehow, you know, for the supermarket, you don't have to go five meters like here. You need to go maybe five hundred. Yeah. Like your radius of uh, recon reconnaissance is a bit far extended in here but here we are talking a city that is almost now what 18 million inhabitants yeah uh, and then unofficially who knows what it is uh, yeah. yeah it's a quarter of Germany Exactly. I mean, Ber Ber Berlin. A court, no way. Berlin. How many? Eighty something million. So let's say it's tw let's 
Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's say quarter. 20. Let's, let's say 20, 20 million. million. There's definitely 20 million here. Yeah. So yeah. how many are in Germany? Is like 80 million? 80, 80. In Italy, we are 59 million, man. One third of Italy is in this city. So like in three years, so like in Shenzhen, it's going to be like half the population of Italy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, per, per river uh, data area. If we count it as GBA, bye-bye. Yeah. It's like... Yes. Uh, I, I, I mean, imagine like if you take Hong Kong, Shenzhen, Guangzhou. I tell you, back Osha, in 2013, Longwa. when I was making like a study for regenerating the landscape of the Pearl River Delta, I, I had 62 million inhabitants counting as, at the time it was not called GBA, Greater Bay Area, it was like the Pearl River Delta cities, Shenzhen, Dongguang, Guangzhou, Zhuhai, Macau, Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. In 2013, was 65 million. Yeah, yeah, right. Officially, officially. From from data, from yes, from from yes. data. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, it means more. But yeah. now it's for sure officially much more. <laughs> like I used to live in a a city, a city I would say city, a, a town in California. It was like. 2,500 people. Yeah, me too. I was born in, in a village. Uh, let's say Ida, a, a Chinese bus stop. It's like my tower <laughs> now. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> exactly. yeah, no. The little garden complex <laughs> I live in is fucking more populated yeah. than a town <laughs> I live in. Yeah, yeah. You know? Our complex has more people than yes. 2,000. Yes, that's yeah. right. How many floors have the compound you live in? 34, but the... It's like one tower or, or it's like a set of towers? A set of towers. Three towers and we have a podium where a spa is inside. So right. Famous. It's the most famous spa famous. in Shenzhen. Oh, really? Shangri-La? Is the Palm Spring? No, no. Shangri-La. Oh, Shangri-La. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have a little like kiosk at the uh, border transit, I think. The what? At the border crossing. You know, like in Lohu, you walk through the border. There's this little, like, little kiosk, a little oh, okay, could, could yeah, be a hole yeah, where they yeah, say, "Oh, yes. come to this spa, come to this spa, come uh, to this something hotel." Something like a, a golden staircase. It's not golden, but it's. it's Have you been there? It looks. Yeah, like no. It's, it's, and in winter time, it's nice because it's uh, warm, and it's about. You get the double, double happy ending, double hands massage. I think even quarter, triple, whatever. <laughs> 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 I think this is this is not a problem there, but it's I think it in, in winter time I really enjoy it because it's warm. The the, the showers are really strong. The showers, hot. yeah, and it's only oh you go there ah, for the showers. Yeah. <laughs> you go there for the showers. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, there's a difference here in South no, China. You don't have heating system in your apartment. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and, and especially before I came here, you had no heating buy you one and then you spend the winter in the spa, right? In the spa. Yeah. <laughs> because the crazy thing is that when you have no heat and everything is made of concrete, at a certain point for this week or 10 days, there is a moment in the, during the year <laughs> yeah. that is colder in your house than outside yes. because it fucking absorbs everything. Yeah. It's like, man, I want to go out. Even if it's cold, yeah. you just go fucking crazy. And man. then it's getting warm again and then we have so much water inside the house because uh, yeah. it's co condensating. So, so yeah. You <laughs> can ah, swim to the elevator. That is <laughs> 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 uh, terrible. Yeah, but they were like, like you were saying, when you started thinking about numbers, I mean, when I was living in Shiwei, I, had, I was in this compound, like it was five towers, each tower, 34, 35 floors, whatever. 
it's like yeah the first five floors are six apartments each, right? to each floor no more i had at least because i was at the time 23 17 so it means that probably we were 19 apartments per, per floor, floor. Per 19 floor. or we have eight so we have six. 19 yeah. 19 the i don't know how they counted but um, it's like it was a double t touching each other with a connection mm. so of course there are some apartments probably that are very small i had a two bedrooms apartment on the corner is the one uh, behind the um, bracheria where there is the punch spring the, the, mm-hmm. the first, where there is the golden building and the beginning yeah, yeah, of freeway yeah. so ah, those. Yeah, yeah. it's like a boomerang and mm-hmm. then there is the single tower that is made of two t i was 23 if i remember well 23 17 and my neighbor had one more number so anyway let's say count 10 flat per floor let's say two people living in every flat which means 20 people per floor multiply by 35 is three 700 people times Five uh, towers. But two is a low number per. Yeah, I'm staying on the low. I'm staying on the low side. Just thinking yeah. basic. Five towers, three thousand five hundred people, and I'm staying on the low side. That's yeah. already doubling your where you were born. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. I wonder how if they would travel and, and, and go to Europe and stuff, how they perceive that. It must be the opposite <laughs> shock, you know? Like, Culture oh. shock, yeah. yeah. So what brought you here to Shenzhen? Like, what was the... Uh, oh, uh, um, somebody called me and says, Burkhard, there's a project which... There's a beautiful spa called the Shangri-La. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get triple massage. Uh, and, uh, there's no ending if you don't want. <laughs> no ending. <laughs> no ending. And, and <laughs> What's the and then, uh, and the, the, the voice on the other side of the line said it would fit perfectly to your experience and, and to your uh, uh, likes and whatever. And it's just outside of Kong. <coughs> and, I, and then he said, uh, it's in Shenzhen. I said, where is <laughs> Shenzhen? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what year was this? Huh? I, what, what year did you get this phone call? Uh, 2013. 2013? Yeah. So then I, I checked, I googled it, and I saw, oh, there are pimes. Hong Kong was around the corner. It could be worse. could be worse. So you got the call. So you, you were working, at this point you were... Working in Berlin? No, I, I was uh, in, in Brazil. We just finished the stadiums for the World Cup. And uh, before I was in, in, in South Africa, also for... The stadiums? F- for the FIFA stadiums. So, and then I thought, okay, Brazil is uh, unfortunately done. So, no, no further projects the on Genesis. the table. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, Brazil is nice, eh? And the building oh was God. finished and you ha- made also some site visits and... Get sure that the quality is good, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And yeah, and then I, uh, I said, okay, I go to China, check Shenzhen. And Did you, you, you got a chance to like see the city and like come visit before you committed yeah. to living here? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, end of 2013. I was here. <coughs> I had my first meetings and then uh, thought about it and I said, oh, 
could be an adventure. And Shenzhen is not what you expect from China, actually. It's, no, it's like a bubble. It's like a yeah. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, it's China for beginners. You know, you have this. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have this, 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 this Chinese corner with this Chinese letter, and this mm. looks exotic. <laughs> the city is green. The public transport is fantastic. Is the is the easiest clash you can have? With yeah, uh, it's. I think it's it's, it's because good. already if you end up in Guangzhou, they speak Cantonese. Then you realize that whatever you try to learn is not useful at all anywhere else you go except Hong Kong, maybe. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. also, I think like too like um, w living in Shenzhen. I think most of us can find the comforts of home that we want here. Like whether or not you want some cheese or some specific type of food or yeah. a specific type of beer or product or whatever, right? We can kind of remake the life that we were living, not 100%, but back at wherever home was because yeah. it's a very international. There's even a German bakery. Right. right. See? Right. So that's right. That's good. And but I think in, uh, maybe in, in cities like Shanghai, Beijing is much easier. Much easier, yeah. They have more shops and more experts. I but think. Taobao, or more, or more experts. Yeah. Taobao can send you everything. <laughs> and, and Taobao and, and yeah. yeah. But I, I guess well, 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 when you guys arrived in Shenzhen, we've been talking about this many times. You, it sounds like we are talking as we, if we are eighty years old, but. You remember those times where we didn't have WeChat when it was not Taobao? Man, mm. right, it's right. crazy. It was like, what, less than 10 years ago, yeah. man? Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It was totally different. Now it's much more easy. Yeah. Those, who, those who came like us with no WeChat, no fucking translation, and no order, looking at the pictures, it's quite different. Yeah. Yeah. But also, now it's easy. I mean, when I have to use to like carry like a address card in my pocket. Oh my God! Yes, you know, because yeah. 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 like, yeah. people told me you have to uh, give it with two hands, the business <laughs> card. Yeah, and now right. even if you are now you ask, uh, do you have WeChat? Which is a stupid question anyway. Of course. Like Can I have your WeChat, please? <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, but the first night here, I was uh, staying in the Coco Park area. And then I went out for a drink in the evening, and then I went to the bar street, which was in older times not so loud. Like it was just open. Had like La Casa. Yeah, yeah. Right? La Casa. The, ki the kitchen, kitchen was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then there was one, one bar, and, and they had uh, uh, dance classes, Latino dances. And I just arrived from, from Brazil and I said, hey, okay. I can do this. Look, <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> you guys were together at this time? And yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, they you, they you came together? No, we don't come together. We, we, oh. I, I b b arrived here two years later after two and a half or something. After uh, we had for two years a long, long, long distance relationship. You were where? I was way? in Berlin. I was in Berlin. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you, met, you met at the Berlin office? Yeah, when in the time between Brazil and China, Bokat was in the Berlin office. So okay. Now we met. We met. We met each other years ago. On a on a on a. At my first annual party of the office when I. Which stadium you were working on at that time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's easier. 
Africa, yeah, right? Yeah, I was in South Africa, yeah. 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 So okay. you were kind of like the, the, the guy in the company that would be like, okay, like Brazil is kind of heating up. We send you to Brazil. Uh, there's some just some action in Africa. We put you in Africa. Yeah, yeah, I was. Are there, are there others like you who also like get moved around? Uh, I, I, like no, in, there's in, nobody in the actually which, uh, which is, uh, have been relocated so often uh, in so different, many different countries. Uh, I was uh, uh, lucky because I did a competition for, for stadiums in South Africa. We won and then I was also going to South Africa, running the project on... Uh, also be on site so I was till finished on long term yeah. there for the working yeah. on this thing for four years which is once in a lifetime job actually it's not so often and then in Brazil was more we started there the design already started before I arrived and I didn't learn so good Portuguese so it was something <laughs> like uh, like like here in China now, you know you <laughs> right right right. You, you in feel the atmosphere, but Brazil is a little bit different. You know, they it's more, uh, let's say, dancing. Uh, it's easier. It's easier. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, it's easier in Brazil. <coughs> nah, that was uh, well. Life was easy, super easy. What, what was city were you in? Really you were in Rio. Yeah, we were based in Rio, and I had a project in Manaus. Which okay, is I know. And uh, it's, uh, our uh, POs uh, project, uh, other companies have been in, in Sao Paulo, so I was quite traveling a lot. And and also the city, and Brazil is so big, it's also like like China, super mm. different in the south and the north, east and Sao west. Sao Paulo and Rio is totally opposite. Oh. It's like, it's like, it's so like a weekend in Rio de Janeiro, going to Ipanema Beach, having your Caipirinha. <laughs> fly out Sunday afternoon night to Manaus uh, sitting in the Amazonas or whatever <laughs> so it was, was also an interesting lifestyle but if you compare uh, the, which is more comfortable like from a security point of view oh man of course it's and, and, and these countries have a different uh, street life let's say this way yeah, I, I never <laughs> felt so safe in anywhere else yeah. in the world, like in China, China man. Safe, you know? not even in Italy. I cameras, so you know, if you have a gin tonic, everywhere are cameras. So it's, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. In Berlin, I have to watch. With you, you can you can walk there at at night alone, but you have to watch where, which yeah, which way yeah, yeah. you you choose. Yeah, and you kind of have to like. Uh, I mean, even in the states too, you kind of have to if see if other people are watching you. To make sure that it's like a, yeah. you know, a, like a chill vibe and shit like that. Like you yeah, can walk, yeah. like when I, when I used to go to San Francisco, you know, you just make sure that no one, mm -hmm. you're walking down to like the next club, you want to make sure nobody's going to be fucking with you along the way. Here it's just like, I'm on my phone. This yes, like everybody. Of course, of course there are the, the, the extremes. I mean, that of course, I mean, not always happens, but we know there are the extremes where, in the in the US, if you do the wrong move or the wrong answer to a cop, uh, it might end up bad. Here, the cop, I never seen a cop with a gun, no, oh. because they they don't need it. They, they know <laughs> where the fuck you are and who you are. <laughs> you wanna run? Okay, don't worry. Speak, guys, sit down. They call. Okay, do, 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 do. And it's like the two extreme opposites, but 
here, the fact that, you know, there is two sides of the medal. Of course, it's very controlled, which has its consequences. But the fact that everybody knows that you're under control, they would not dare yeah. to get in trouble. Because even if they find a wallet on the floor, then they yeah. will get in trouble if they touch it or they don't give it back. So I, 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 lost, I lost my passport here in a, in a cap. Really something like the brand new visa in it. And I was like, oh my God, my passport is gone. And credit card maybe also, I, I can't remember. Anyway. And then uh, we just, okay, paid with WeChat, called the taxi driver. He said, no, no problem. I'm sleeping in the moment where I can come and you just pay <laughs> my tour to your place. Done. I got your passport back. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Really? When, when he no. begins uh, his ne next right. shift. So. In Brazil, probably the day after someone has your passport with a new photo <laughs> and they are smuggling <laughs> things across the border. Okay, I mean, let's... let's <laughs> Oh, good, I can go sell things in China. Boom, boom. But suddenly, Burkhardt is a massive black guy. And for you, this was like your uh, first working abroad experience coming to China? No, 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 no. I had actually also experience in, in uh, uh, designing stadiums, but in Europe. So I with, with GMP or with GMP I I was I was 2008 till 10 with some breaks because I was traveling between Berlin and Warsaw for the European uh, soccer championship uh, and we designed which I remind everyone has just been won by Italy sorry yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> is it yes yes ah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to do it. Congratulations was a good thing. Congratulations, yeah. He cried, dude. He cried like a little girl. You should know my dad is a big, big fan of Italy. Oh. I think he wish he would be Italian. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a stadium. And I was also did the same job as Boca did in Brazil and South Africa. So you were in Brazil too? No, no, no. The... A similar job, which well, which country, which which places? No, only Warsaw. Okay, yeah, because she's Poland. so young, you know. In yeah. Poland, and, and I'm actually I was born in Poland, so I could can speak the language. So it was, it was actually very nice, and also nice for me to see how the country was changed in during my growing right. up in Germany. And how much I am still Polish and how much I am German for, for now. <laughs> I can say I am, I am more German. I'm I, I getting more German than Polish. But I, I can understand the mentality of Yeah, the yeah, of course, of course, of course. So how old were you? Okay, I don't want to ask you how old are you. <laughs> how, how long in the, were you working for the company when, when you met? I, actually, it was. Uh, you are working five years longer, or, or or seven years longer than me in a, for the company. I've working there since two thousand two, so nearly twenty years. So uh, that means the. It feels like yesterday, two thousand two. What a beautiful <laughs> year! <laughs> uh, okay, he's working maybe a little bit <coughs> more than 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 five years or something. 
and I was a freshman after studies and start to work. So you there. went from university directly to working for GMP? Yeah, I, I had a small job in another c company and then then I applied for a job by GMP. And she started with a big airport? With the with airport here, which is finally finished. Which airport? In Berlin. In Berlin. <laughs> the main one. Okay. <laughs> the new one. And then which is already too small. You were like back, <laughs> back from like a one of your exotic working adventures and you're like this beautiful fresh meat in the office i got to get to know her yeah sure and uh, we had some drinks and then we said uh nice and then next year because i was no, we working met we met every year at the annual leaving party annual, uh, yeah. oh, so okay. and it was and, and it was, was nice it, and i was something like a tradition was looking forward <laughs> to it so it took some time. So so when you first met him, so you actually like became to seven years. Okay. Seven years. <laughs> okay. It took seven years before you became a couple. I yeah. think so, right? Yeah. Wow. Really. Patient. Patient. Patient and freedom. <laughs> and I, and actually, like then, when you started here in Shenzhen, was because I I, I know that GMP st started. And, and did a lot of things here in uh, Shenzhen, but back in those days, was it like already um, flawless or was it like starting? Because you did already the exhibition center even before you were working for them probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, it was, was, was like in 95 yeah. or in the beginning yeah. of the 90s that was it. Yeah. It was nearly the f one of the first projects in China for the Shenzhen exhibition center, yeah. <coughs> so that I guess started to trigger little by little more, and then with the university, I guess you did the mm. stadiums and stuff. Yeah, after the exhibition center, there was um, first first other project was in Beijing, the German school, then the National Museum. Oh, uh, you mean the exhibition center was the first in China? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. If I oh no, the, the school, I think. The school started, and then and really, then the and then with the, with the National Museum in, in Beijing, we said, okay, now we need an office here, and then we. Send people over to Beijing, to Beijing, or to, Beijing, Beijing to Beijing, to Beijing, and then and from this point on, it was really okay. Started expanding. It's another core business mm -hmm. for GMP, and it's, we have how many projects here? Two hundred something. Wow. Built, yeah, yeah. Built, uh, two two hundred finished projects, yeah. <coughs> something like that, or more than fifty, or and a lot of on the table. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but I guess they also then twenty yeah. years, twenty years yeah. in, in official in, in, in China. In China and ten years in Shenzhen. Shenzhen is young for, no, of for the for the uh, age of our company. Yeah, but I, I can imagine. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I can imagine. Even though GMP was like big to a certain point for European standards, when you start hitting that Asian and Chinese uh, market, of course, uh, it's like whatever how skillful or how many people you have you need to be on site because <coughs> there's no way you do business uh, yeah, in sure. china without having a team here at least one or two people but someone needs to be here drinking baijiu shaking hands yeah that's, that's right that's well right. i mean not even that too i mean but like j just take this small office for example for freddie did like detailed like plans about this place we wanted an outlet like right there mm -hmm. yeah and then fucking we, we don't come there for two days. 
when they're doing electrical and boom there's no outlet right there even though it's like in the plans that we give the, <laughs> we give yeah, the guy yeah, you know yeah. it's just not there you have to buy two because the guy who's doing electrics he just don't cares uh, the guy who's doing the flooring he just don't cares and they don't think it should be come together Right. They don't. They don't see how ah. the things what's are. The, what's the concept and the idea behind? Yeah. What's or the, there is a connection between that yeah. thing. Yeah. Why is it there? Or even just the painting. They'll just like come. Like I, I need this wall painted black, but I didn't mean the floor to be fucking black. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then here in China, everything is is fast. So yeah. even if you're structured, if you're not used to work with China. Is anyway you are suddenly having uh, an issue on the timing? Yeah, it's, it's one thing is the, the, the speed here in China, and um, of course for the client is always uh, the money, the budget, uh, yeah. or the time and budget. But on the other side, it's also the quality, and we we try to really want to have the building in a high quality, uh, yeah. hand over to the client, and this is not normal for Chinese market. Architect is normally not paid for this job, so we have uh, we have some special service like like that. We have uh, uh, quality control on site, so it's not uh, super side vision. It's not somebody is checking. Yeah, it's good. The guys doing yeah. what, they, what they're doing. They have enough so concrete, but we it's like a full follow up of the. We be going. Uh, okay, this is uh, we're doing mock ups. We're doing uh, templates. We're checking the flooring. Is this what the client really ordered? Quality-wise, the, the jointing is lining up, and you know something like that. And yeah. there's also difference. Uh, how do you plan, for for example, a facade? Because the tolerances are here bigger than in Germany, so you try to make it uh, as simple as possible that it's not visible. Uh, yeah. Funny, to funny to avoid lines yeah. and less uh, taboo doll in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, But it should work, and it will be easy to to construct and 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 uh, yeah, that it looks good, but not too complicated construction. But also because I mean, from the client side or the government side, they are not used or expected to have the architect follow that because it's not yeah. part on of. Normal I mean, scope, yeah. Usually in, in Italy would work that the client comes to the architect and then you get the project and you to build the team and you follow up. So you're responsible for what you're doing and you are expected to be responsible. Mm -hmm. Here the client comes to you, gets the project, goes back, maybe we'll get back to you otherwise, we <laughs> will pay you, but then find his own constructors and they might not even need you because for in their mindset. You did the design, now I'm going to take care of it. And that's yeah, when yeah. the shit happens. No, it's, it's really... So, uh, bridging that gap is... It's really outside Europe, from, from, from my, what, I, what I know, what I, my experience, it's an architect is doing the guy, uh, is the guy who is doing, uh, uh, making a nice picture. And right. maybe choosing the, the tiles or the, the colors. Or what color color paint. Normally, like, like in South Africa, the, the structure engineer has much more power than architect even in Brazil also, they really, okay, redesigning the building. Yeah, this is the split from the, from the beginning of the industrialization where uh, the architect uh, and the structure engineer did this, have this gap. It's, it, outside Europe, you can still see it. Can, yeah. Yeah. So like with, um, 
your experience this is for a question for both of you like on all the projects that you worked on what do you feel the most kind of like close to or proud of or right. like you know like i had a part in this stadium or this building or it, it could be even just a small exhibition space or mm-hmm. the builded ones this the, is the which one this was when the construction is finished and you have a final build. but which yeah. one though like which uh, for me it was of course the national stadium of warsaw uh, okay yeah yeah because yeah. my roots are from there and uh, my grandpa was also architect but uh, uh, he was already dead uh, when when uh, we finished the building and then i began to start with the project so but i think he would be proud of me and Right. Yeah, it's it's just nice, and actually, I was uh, I was uh, young when we been there on the construction side, and when I went with friends and colleagues to a bar, and somebody asking us, "What are you doing?" and we are we are planning the stadium, and they what never right. <laughs> you are too young, so yeah, <laughs> so it was it was fun, and I, yeah, and it is good job. Nice. You're, you're happy with the design? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And for you? I'm happy with the design also. I, I visit the stadium. It's quite impressive. That's also your favorite project? <coughs> no, 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 no. You work but on I think the, the stadium in Warsaw is a, it's one of the stadiums which have a 24-7 concept, which is really running. They're not just having one a week a soccer game oh, okay. they're doing everything they're doing concerts they're doing even a motor bi- bicycle whatever it's like a m- multi-use place multi-use really uh, and uh, office spaces and conferences office space and we've been there on the weekend full of people just going there having a oh, yeah? currywurst oh. and it's really a, a place in the city with a, which people has been accepted as a their stadium and a, a place to hang out or fl- flanier, a, flanier. Right. <laughs> it's also like a quite strategic location in terms of the yeah. flows of the city. It's, yeah. not, like it's, it's not just on the, it's a pair of... On the edge. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, and actually it was, it, it's, it was good. It, it, it's, it is on an on a old stadium which was built in the 50s um, after the war. And this area, this is behind uh, the river, the uh, Viswa, and this was actually the city was growing on this on this inner city on the CBD side, and this c- part of the city was falling apart, and um, the building were not uh, renovated, and the stadium brings up to get the, the district again a little bit uh, some life yeah life and and uh, more and value renovated ro- more yeah. money yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah but it's still cool it's still cool yeah, district yeah and your yeah, what was your favorite project yeah. my favorite project my favorite pro- project is actually from Oscar Niemeyer <laughs> 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 which I didn't build but if you whom is also my favorite uh, oh, I love him it's no but I mean uh, we're talking about wait, <laughs> the one you worked on yeah what you worked on yeah good question I, I agree with Monica one where you start with a with a with a sketch or with the first step of the design and then you really finish the building like I did in, in Durban mm-hmm. the stadium in Durban was it's quite uh, once in a lifetime also, the people you know, we had a super good client. The professional team was amazing. So you, you just not work with the people. You make a lot of friends. 
doing work right, and this, right, right. this is some you spend four years with this bunch of people you go diving you have your South African braai and uh, go on game drive and you know well, that's an amazing story uh, yeah and, and, and South Africa is really you you love Africa and, and it, it grabs you you know it's really ah so I think this is for me also one of the the most important projects in my life and and yeah. now and now that you're based <coughs> in in China nation Gen are you mostly working on China projects mm -hmm. I guess or yeah. still you get the chance to be involved into no no we projects that are somewhere else I mean you guys have many staff and many people so but yeah no no we're doing it uh, no, Chinese projects yeah, it would be not making so much sense to work on German projects here because we have then you can also communicate more with all the uh, <coughs> MAP engineers uh, engineers yeah. and then you have this this uh, the, the time difference so it makes not so much sense and uh, and uh, and yeah we are here to to advise and and design the chinese ones because we are here right yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah and this is as you know the chinese projects are from a scale quite impressive <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we, we did uh, a couple of of uh, urban design which is you never find something like that in europe from the scale from the size And even yeah, a it's normal bigger than your c yeah, your village that you came from. Right? Even <laughs> bigger <than laughs> as a small city where I studied. <laughs> But it's also if you have a normal project here, you have something like 180,000 square meters. You have three towers and then the commercial something like that podium. It's also this this kind of projects in, in Germany you don't have. Yeah, nowhere in Europe. No, because no. nobody will be buy uh, build a new city because we have already growing cities and maybe yeah. you can extend it a little bit make some some no living apartments yeah we have pre-existence historical yeah. patterns yeah. whatever there's no yeah. way so to yeah and from this point of view is, is really to see uh, it's a, a chance for us to learn i don't know how long we will stay in china but it's The, the years I had here, it's so good to understand the culture. You never, I think you never will really get into the society as a long nose <laughs> and without speaking <laughs> proper Chinese. But it's, it's really uh, good for us to, to understand and to, uh, to at least try to understand right. the, the Chinese culture and, and, and uh, even the humor. It's not easy to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you can learn here. Okay, maybe in the USA is a different thing because you have cities with a lot of sky-rise buildings. Uh, uh, but in Germany, there is not so much. So, but and uh, I will never have there the chance to to make a design on a sky uh, sky-rise building, uh, no, high-rise building. In the next uh, 20 years. Maybe it would be changed yeah, 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 yeah. somehow. And I learned here a, li a lot how to design it so this is also a good thing to yeah, have like an experience the, the, in this. despite the whatever the market the economies of the country the, the the scale of the project that we can deal here you can there's very few places in the world where you can yeah so luckily us that. we are part of the team here <laughs> <laughs> like yes. us and i i don't know too much about your your work here in china 
Mm-hmm. But I know that the, um, one of my favorite buildings in Shenzhen is what, uh, a building that you guys made was the in Longgong the Universidad mm-hmm. Stadium. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of reminds me of I don't want to say Lotus, but like this kind of mm-hmm. diamond ring. With diamond yeah, ring, diamond you know, yeah. with these triangular shapes yeah you know it's beautiful super complex geometry yeah it's so it's so beautiful these yeah, this yeah. this double little layout. double layer for say it all you have inside you have a membrane so for get, get the, the sunlight out and oh, it's beautiful and yeah, also i was there as a couple of years ago there was a music but festival but it's yeah. also nice to see the, not it was not a sport event it was a music ah, event so they use yeah. it for something else yeah and and it's it nice to see and then they enlighten the facade and and how the people are using the, 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 the space between the, the stadium and the, the, right. the venues you know it's 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 not dead it's lively it's people right are, this i really like yeah this is also the, the <coughs> nice the most nice thing for an architect, I think maybe Freddie, you, you are thinking also when you see the building that you are uh, worked on it, and this is alive and this works. And people use it, yeah. yeah. And and then and not something like you you there's a high rise building and nobody uses it. It's empty. Nobody goes there. Yeah. Or just another high rise building. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can so see the life. Yeah, when it's, you know? when it's life inside, it's. Yeah, you, you get it. You feel proud. In fact, also an advantage in those kind of projects, and of course they can happen also in Beijing, they can happen in Shanghai, but still because of the historical pre-existence and and pattern, you might end up having a lot of these like landmarks and nice buildings, but the space in between the buildings where actually the life of the people really happen is the leftover because of road or you know it's not managed here in Shenzhen there's always a very big demand and focus on also the public space that you generate even now when we're designing the the tower down in Futian Mm -hmm. next to you even though it was only 50 by 50 meters they wanted the whole uh, chapter about the landscape design and, 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 and stuff which you look at many other things you know from whatever uh, the pingan or whatever other tower in, in a cbd it's like comes down people walk around it's a big street mm. and it's a sequence of blank empty spaces but in shenzhen as opposed to many other places i think that that's where you can enjoy what you just said that actually people really use the space mm. also in china compared to europe you have 60 year old people they go out dancing at nine o'clock in the evening in yeah. germany or in italy they will <laughs> <laughs> they will not go when they are on their 80s in doing whatever no. they, they do so no. there's a totally different usage of space yes and that's right nice so what's the hot project you guys are working on now can you talk about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, b- <laughs> h- how many um, different projects do you have on your plate right now? We both? As individuals, yeah. because as an office, I don't know. I would say as like the 
not not individuals, but like the Shenzhen office is like collectively working on ten projects, twenty. I know we, in Shenzhen office we have a, a design department, and then we have a, we call it a project management department, which is dealing with the client and coordinating here in Shenzhen with the, and the partner offices yeah. and with the design team in Berlin. So. Um, and there we have, well, let's say, six people, which has three projects on the table. So it's something like 18 projects. 18? 18. The design department is running on two projects now. No. Four. Four. Four, four with us. Yeah. So, and we are around 20, 21 people. And when I arrived here, 2014 was five six okay so it's slowly steady growing but i think now the, the size of the office is nice because everybody knows each other you have eye contact during the day it's not too big if you have an office like 100 people 150 they you don't, don't even know who they are working yeah. with or and this is, is a, for for german style it's quite it's already a big office 150. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course and yeah, in china it's a it's what is it? Two thousand to four thousand people in the Chinese office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I mean, in, in Italy, if you have fifty to hundred people in the office, you are huge. Yeah. Here, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, right. good job. You'll get, you'll get there someday. You're startup. And I read somewhere, or saw somewhere. I don't know. I probably don't didn't read it, but like. Uh, a human can only have like a hundred and fifty connections with other people, like real connections. That's like kind of like the the I don't know if it's true or not, but that's kind of like the maximum capacity you could have with like people. At one time or during the whole life or I think one time in your life. You know, like yeah. probably not your whole life because you know, like you you go through life like when you're in South Africa, you had like connections with a bunch of people in Africa. Right. But now that you're living in Shenzhen, you're probably not so connected with them. But like kind of like a like a like a constant day to day real and also like what your brain can remember and process is <laughs> about a hundred and hundred and fifty people that mm. you can keep. And once you get beyond that, like you just like Oh, this is Joe from the other side of the office. Yep. Hi, Joe. <laughs> but you don't know anything about him, you know? <laughs> you can remember the face, yeah. Now, I, I think I'll, I'll, how you, you get, I don't know, let's say 50, well, let's say 25 relevant emails per day, which you have to read or to reply. And then you have your, your WeChat and your whatever, and uh, blah, 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 and you go out in the evening, you go in a bar and you meet another 10 people. It's quite a lot of interconnections, and, uh, right? Yeah. And but I think really people which are really counting, ex except family, let's say, it's maybe a number of five to ten, which are you really exchange important stuff, mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, even if more than five, more than ten is already time consuming. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <a> lot, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> No way. No, and it actually in these days it's also not so easy to, if you have a good friend, five good friends, to meet them 
once a week or something because everybody's busy everybody has yeah. something to do so you can maybe match it to to meet them once a month or something um, personally, my strategy is just I just go to a bar and then I <laughs> and meet them. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> and meet someone. And, uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't make dates or appointments. So yeah, yeah. You just go to a kick room or to craft yeah. or wherever and mambo, and then you see mm. you meet people everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I enjoy in Shenzhen. By by by. Zufall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By accident. By accident. <laughs> As a flaneur. As a flaneur, <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, then, hopefully, now in the um, free diamond occasion, you will have uh, one more stop to come and visit now that you discover the new side of uh, Nantau. Nantau. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, we not only will see each other in Suiway and around, no, no, no. and hopefully around Futian and your office if I get to be around there more often. Yeah, um, you can visit us for a coffee when you begin. By the way, to now, now you guys site. might <laughs> you, you you have the new extension yeah. office, right? Because like when we yeah were we saw the, the thing, uh, yeah. you were under. Construction. You kept the old place too. Yes, yeah. and then you broke the wall and then connected it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice, nice, nice space. Nice. Monica designed a really amazing table, a long table. <laughs> okay. Really. Wow. And you guys have good coffee too. We have a super good uh, coffee machine, Jura. Okay. Swiss, Swiss made coffee machines. Where the beans from? Uh, from a coffee plant. I think Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're they're grown in Italy. No, Italy grows coffee. No. No. Well, they would process. This is Lavazza. Lavazza. Good, yeah. They were like uh, roasted or something, they, right? They roasted this. Because thing. you know that the best coffees are made out of different beans. So you would take the one from Brazil, the one from Africa or Arabic, and then mix them. It's all about the process. Really? Yeah. The best coffee is like mix. You can't say like, oh, like I'm going to Argentina and I get these beans. They com commercial coffees. Let's put it like this. The best commercial coffees is because they are able to blend and mix. Not only. But it, it Italy doesn't grow any coffee. I don't think uh, in a large scale now for sure we can grow but no mm, we are not big enough to to have it on a commercial scale grown in in, in italy you know i mean right. you know the plant of coffee and how it comes out i mean you need a huge amount it's <laughs> 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 so a tree right it's a tree or is it a plant it's uh, i don't know i would say ar arbust. maybe bush? a small tree uh, a bush bush, <laughs> bush? And push, bush yeah, yeah. Bush. yeah it's a bush Really? Yeah, it's a bush. Is it? Yeah, it I think so. <laughs> Do you know what the coffee bush looks like? I don't. I know how the how the coffee berry coffee <laughs> <bean> <laughs> looks <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I know that too. I'm not recognizing it, but I, I mean, I. I, I Is it a tall bush? If it, if I think it's, it's a tree. No? picked or is it just? I think it's a tree. Uh, nobody knows. Coffee, nobody knows. <coughs> we are not coffee plants. It's not a tree. Guys. Can you look it up? Yes, but it's not a tree. I mean, no <laughs> look, <way>. up, <laughs> look up coffee tree. I'm really curious. No, this, I don't know. Is like it a bush? Huh? Is it a bush? You know, bush is like like it's no bush, trunk, right? Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. bunch of stems. Because it's a banana tree or it's a bush? 
Banana tree is technically a grass, but it has like a stump. Yeah. And then it grows up some branches. An avocado is a tree. Avocados are definitely a tree. Yeah, we we have avocado trees. I I've climbed. The me 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 and my friend used to. Um, I, man, I need to see. A, I need to see a full grown, not some ah, a plantation. You mean? Yeah, like a full, like an adult. Oh, that's a bush. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a bush. a bush. But avocado is a tree. We used to, like in California, me and my friend, my friend had a huge avocado tree in the, his backyard, mm -hmm. like three floors high. Wow. Yeah. So we used to like get like a rock climbing gear, yeah, like the harness and shit like that and like throw it over like a big branch and then like swing over to like another branch and pick <laughs> the avocados ah, nice. and then like swing over here with our little fucking like fruit cutter thing. Okay. Pick them. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge avocado wow. tree. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, I, I thought that you just waited and they fall down and then you collect. You speak about the ground. Yeah. yeah. Huh? No. Put hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in uh, Europe doesn't have avocados, right? No. In Sicily, in Sicily. Sicily, they do. I am. It's not Italy is not famous for avocados grown in Italy, but uh, only in South America, right? Africa has avocados. Europe, no. I mean Asia doesn't. Europe, yeah. no, I think uh, South South America and Mexico as well doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah, Mexico. Well, that's they South. They needed guacamole. The the, 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 the Americas, <laughs> yeah. but nowhere else, right? As far as native fruits, originally native, but I'm for sure. I mean the 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 temperature. I'm sure the temperature in Sicily would allow to grow avocado. Mm. Then, again, the commercial scale is a bit of a different thing. It's like olive oil. There's a lot of other countries that grow olive oil and make oil, but it's native from Greece and Italy. The way it grows there is different, and we really make a business. There's many, many people making a business out of that. Maybe there is in Mexico one guy doing business in olive oil and he can grow olives, but... Do you have any idea of like what percentage of olive oil comes out of Italy? Of like from the world like production? In terms of cash flow or volume? A volume. Of olive oil, not olives. Olive oil. I would have to check, but olive oil for sure is higher than olives, just just olives, because to do the olive oil, you cannot use all olives. Like in in Greece, that you can grow olives big like this, the Kalamata, the red but, you, but can't you don't do oil out of that. Yeah, that's why. So because it's too much water or what? Because like the bigger the fruit, the more water it is, kind Actually of thing. For the oil, you also it's also about the seed. I mean, you use a lot of. It's not just a squeezing like doing orange juice. It's the whole procedure thing. But uh, in terms of volume, uh, no, I know that the most famous olive oil is uh, extra virgin from Italy. Yeah, yes. from Italy, cold pressed. Uh, But I don't like just thinking about it. Is, this is like totally like off topic of everything we talked about: avocados, fucking olives, and coffee <laughs> beans. But like, I don't know any other countries that exports like olive oil that I buy like 
like oh this is like spanish olive oil or this is Greece, po- portuguese i never even seen greece olive oil it's always been like this is like italian olive oil so this is what made me think of like no greece has also good uh, yeah olive sure oil. yeah 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 there is <coughs> again it's a, yeah, i think so for sure they make it but it's more of a in terms of commercial more into the local market mm. like it's not naturally recognized or doesn't have the volume for export enough Anyways, buildings, stadiums, love in the office, <laughs> coffee, coffee, <laughs> coffee, <laughs> olive oil, and I'll bring some olive oil <laughs> then. <laughs> some beautiful gin tonics from the Gold Cage. Thank you yeah. for sponsoring our beverage tonight. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It it's been thanks a for coming. It was a great uh, talk. I've been waiting. Dude, there's so much you know like there's so much i want to talk about we didn't talk about like your your quarantine and covid experience and you guys leaving china Ooh, and not coming back that's right but we're going to save it for the next time okay the this next time we invite monica he comes in an audience and we ask him to join so then we have the excuse <laughs> 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 right. and but he has to be has, he has to be shy and hesitant first like oh yeah. no uh, <laughs> can i sit over here <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Burkhard. Thank you, Monica. It was thank a pleasure to have you, a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, for all of you who follow us, will you find more information about them? And keep on following us. Keep it up. Shady. We're out, man. Designer, out. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Boom. <laughs>